Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today, we are now on part 7 of our series, okay? So I hope you're excited because, you know, every series is different. There are ways uh, how to distress ourselves in this life because persecutions, trials, troubles are already mentioned in our story. Okay, we are part of that story, God's story. Now, it's very important that you know where to position yourself. Okay, amen. That's why we are here. I believe uh, God has called us to warn, to prepare God's people. So you know where you're standing at right now in your faith. All right? So, okay, now number 14, stay in your circle of responsibility. You see, uh, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul mentioned about mind your own business because he wanted us to avoid trouble or to stay away from trouble. To stay away from trouble you have to what? Mind your own business or stay in your circle of responsibility. So all of us have a jurisdiction where, you know, we have authority, where, where we can exercise authority. So we have a, a level of jurisdiction depending on the uh, responsibility that we have. So within that circle of responsibility of yours, you can make comment, you can judge, you can help, you can... You can do what you want to, to fix things, to make things right. But if you are trying to fix the problem of other people, which is beyond your circle of responsibility, there could be trouble. So I suggest if that is the case, you just, you know, hands off, right? Or do your best not to react, not to make comments, especially on Facebook. Uh, people rant and then, you know, if, if, if you read the discussion, they're ranting against those things or people have nothing to do with their lives, okay? And they, they don't have control over the situation. They don't have... But you see, adding to what already has, is, has been happening or let's say there's a calamity and then you, you make a negative comment because they, they didn't do it right, just for, an ex, for example, you know, it's, it does not help. It does not help. Better not to uh, join in the uh, arena of throwing stones at one another because it, it does not help. What you need to do is preach the gospel. That's the greatest thing that we can do. Preach the gospel instead of ranting, instead of commenting, instead of being uh, critical with other people online. You know, stop doing that. The Bible says, whatever you say, we're going to give an account one day. Whether it is done intentionally or not, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. That's what the Lord said. And so, fear God, you know. If there are things you want to say, you want to write, you want to post that is not helpful, that is not going to bless people, it's going to hurt people, and it's going to, you know, those things... If you really have to vent something, okay, I understand, you know, I'm a counselor. I, we've been trained to that. We understand people need to vent. 
Look for a counselor. Or go to the mirror and talk to yourself and, and express yourself, okay? But don't post it, you know, especially if it's a negative thing. It's, it's, if it is something that will waste people's time, you know, reading a, such a, a negative comment. I don't even bother uh, spending much time reading or watching things that are not, that does not bless. Because uh, I don't want a bad hormone. <laughs> I don't want stress. Okay, so that, that this is our topic. How to distress our lives, okay? In the midst of all this trouble. That's why, friends, one of the tips that we can give you from the Bible is stay in your circle of responsibility. Okay, let's read Proverbs 17 verse 1. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. Okay, in other versions, they use strife for conflict. But I chose NLT version because uh, we don't usually use the word strife. We use the word conflict, right? We're familiar with the word conflict. It's better to eat a dry crust than a house filled with feasting, than a house Overflowing with food is like a buffet. You know, it's, it is overflowing food. You know, everything is there plus conflict. Okay, so you see, the, this verse gave us a contrast. Uh, two scenarios or two events, okay, to show us that relationship is more important than food. Okay, but you see, if we, are, we want to have fun, we celebrate with our friends because we, are, you know, we have good relationships. We want to celebrate it with food, right? So food and relationships, <laughs> they go together. But more than the food that you eat, it's better to have you know, little food. It's better to be poor than to, ha- to be rich, but there's so much trouble causing you so much stress in life and it's killing you and you may end up in, in the hospital and you know because it's so much trouble. So it's better, it says, that uh, you eat a dry crust but you have peace, okay? But you have peace than a house full of, you know, filled with so much food but the members of the house are in conflict. Now that we learned that relationship is more important than food, so here's my question. Are you going through a conflict right now? Are you in conflict with someone? One of the reasons why we have conflicts, one of the main reasons is I believe somebody is stepping overboard. So keep off the grass, okay? If, if it's, it's, it's not within your circle of responsibility, don't make a, a, a comment or unless, unless they solicit, unless they ask your opinion. But uh, if, if your opinion is not needed, then it's better to stay silent. That's why in the book of Proverbs it says, even a fool have wisdom when they stay silent. <laughs> okay, next scripture. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9 to 12 says, nine, Verse 9 says, Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Okay? Verse 11 and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Make it your ambition 
to lead a quiet life. If you want to be loud, preach the gospel. If you're not preaching the gospel, you just want to throw, you know, a, a, a bad comment. A, you want to criticize your neighbors. You want to criticize somebody. Well, that is not a good thing. Better to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Except uh, on preaching the gospel, okay? So it says, you should mind your own business. That's verse 11, second part. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you. So if the apostles are here, the apostle Paul is here, he will always encourage us to do something, work with your hands, be productive. Through the pandemic, I'm always telling people, friends, or, you know, I, I tell everyone, hey, be productive. Do something. Don't just stay home. Uh, be productive. I will not say stay home and, 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 and save because what can... You cannot say something if you just stay home and do nothing. Except, first, you stay home. Okay, we're staying home. But we must do something. Okay, we must be productive so there is something to save, right? So, it says, And make it your own ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, verse 12, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. And so that you will not be dependent on anybody. So it's very important to be self-sufficient, right? You, you, you must not be dependent on anybody, but be self-sufficient. Again, stay in your circle of responsibility. If it is not within your jurisdiction, avoid making comments, avoid making judgments, avoid uh, giving opinions, okay? Especially if your opinion is not solicited, if it is not, Ask, okay, so that we will stay out of trouble. So we don't get unnecessary stress in this life. First Timothy chapter 5.13 says, Besides they, or the younger widows, get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also busy bodies who talk nonsense saying things they ought not to. Do you understand that? So if they have Facebook during that time, if they have Instagram, I believe, you know, they would do the same thing. You know, they, they will turn on the, the, the internet and then say things or write things or post things they ought not to. Okay, but during their time, they don't have this technology. But today, okay, it's really rampant. You can read a lot of things that shouldn't be there. Okay, verse 14 says, So I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. So they gossip, they slander. Verse 15, Some have in fact already turned away to follow Satan. So even there, there are believers who turn from God and follow the devil. What, what can we learn from this? I believe for the apostle, the only way to keep these young widows from gossiping, okay, and slandering somebody, is that for them to marry again and to have children so they can be busy managing their homes, <laughs> okay, doing housework, and so they, they, they don't give the enemy the opportunity for slander. That's what it says. So take note of that. 
So if someone comes to you and, and gossip or slander your neighbor, neighbors, that that person who is slandering your neighbors also can or may slander you one day. Careful, because gossipers, you know, they, it's easy to manufacture stories. You know, it's, it evolves. <laughs> it's going to mutate. When that story gets to the ear of the person who is being uh, gossiped or slandered, the person will be shocked because he is going to be the last one to hear about himself. Okay, the, the opinion of other people about him and it's going to be ugly. Don't participate in a, a gossip because uh, y- you can be influenced and become like one of them. Bad company corrupts character. That's what the Bible says. Remember this. If that is the kind of uh, people you are surrounded with, you know, people who criticize other people, you will be critical. And at the same time, over time, you will be in the hot seat. And you don't know behind you, these very people will be the ones who will strike you, (laughs) who will stab you in your back. Careful with toxic people. It's not that you hate people. You don't like them. You don't want to be friends with them anymore. You want them changed. Yes, you want to be friends with them. But as much as possible, don't get too close to the point where they are influencing your life. But instead, give them, you know, be the model. Show them a good example. Matthew seven twelve says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. It's like, don't do unto others what you don't want others do unto you. Okay, very simple. So if you don't want people to slander you, don't slander them. If you don't want people to criticize you, don't criticize them. Because what you saw, you will surely reap. Not from the people you slandered, not from the people you criticized, but maybe from people who are more critical than you. There is much time to change. And now's the time to change, friends. Or you change your friends. (laughs) Okay? Or let's say uh, you are surrounded with people like this. Maybe you need to preach the gospel to them so that, you know, change will begin in their lives. Who knows? God will show mercy, transform them, call them, transform them. Hallelujah. Okay, last but not the least, take hold of his peace. Take hold of his peace. John 16, 31. Do you now believe? Jesus replied, A time is coming, and in fact has now has come when you will be scattered. Each to your own home, you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. From verse uh, 32, it seems like uh, it's similar to what we're going through right now, right? Uh, it's to your own home. 
and, and some Christians have cooled down in their faith and they don't have the zeal anymore to pray, to read the word, to preach the gospel, to worship the Lord. No zeal at all. And so they, they, the Lord says, you may leave me alone. I mean, at the time when, when you will be scattered, each to your own home says, you will leave me alone. And the Lord says, I'm not alone for my father is with me. In verse 33 says, I told you this thing so that in me, in him, we will have what? Peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart. So the Lord says that in him we have peace. Peace that we should never lose. That in the midst of all our trouble, we should keep his peace. We should take hold of his peace and never let go. Okay, and this is not a peace that is uh, literally staying silent. No, it's not like that. That peace is talking about the peace that we have in Christ because of who Jesus is and what he did and what he will be doing. What, what is he going to do in the coming future? Okay, that he's going to come back. He said, take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart means be encouraged, brighten up, or become livelier, or, or do not lose heart, or be strong. So he says, be strong, I have overcome the world. Amen? I know that in the internet, uh, there's a lot of people who say, are we in the tribulation now? If you mean great tribulation, we're not there yet. There's no third temple in Israel right now. <laughs> so we're not there yet, okay? Not in the seven year or last seven year of tribulation. But are we in the tribulation now? I mean, are we going through tribulation right now? The answer is yes. But some calls this little tribulation. That is why there's so much in the news you see online that um, it's kind of uh, like the prophecies mentioned about the tribulation. But, you know, it's like a sprinkle, a very small amount of that type, okay? The Lord says in King James, in the world ye shall have tribulation. We will have little tribulations. But learn how to maintain the peace of God through the little tribulations that we are experiencing right now. Do not let the headlines, the catastrophes that you read, that you watch in the news. But listen up. Jesus said this. In advance, he already told us that in this world, in this world, we will have what? Tribulations. But he said, be of good cheer. This is King James Version. Be of good cheer. Be cheerful or shout for joy. Be optimistic, or in other words, or expect that there is something good or something good is about to happen because uh, our mini tribulations will just pass by. All of these mini tribulations it will all, all lead to the main <laughs> uh, tribulation. But it's just a short time. And he will come to save us and to claim what he already won. What he already purchased in the cross 2,000 years ago. Uh, you can never understand this kind of peace unless you understand the victory that Jesus obtained. 
And when he conquered sin and death, he rose, he resurrected from the dead. You must realize that in his story, all that is happening today is part of that story. And the good thing is that one of the characters in this story, in God's story, you and I, we are all in his story. Amen? We have a role to play in his story. This is a story for you to understand deeper. This revelation came to me. Matthew 14. This is a story when uh, Jesus, you know, ministered to the people and he told his disciples to get in the boat, to go ahead of him on the other side. And then he dismissed the crowd. But then uh, after dismissing the crowd, instead of, you know, catching up with the disciples waiting on the boat, what Jesus did is he went up to pray, went up to the mountainside to be with his father to pray. And then later that night, he was there alone, and then the, and then the boat was already uh, in a considerable distance because uh, there were waves pulling the, the boat away from the shore. Okay, before dawn, Jesus went out to them, verse 25, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Maybe it, because it's, it's still dark. Yes, before dawn, it's, so it's still dark, okay? He was walking on water. And they said, oh, it's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Verse 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, hey, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Verse 28, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, verse 29, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Verse 30, but when he saw the wind, this is amazing, when he saw the wind, but actually he saw the effects of the wind. So there was this strong wind, okay? When he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. <laughs> then those who were in the boat worshipped him saying, truly you are the son of God. So what's the summary of this? That fear, the fear that took Peter's faith away is equivalent to doubt. When Peter saw the wind... He was afraid. So you see, fear can somehow affect your faith. But when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Verse 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? You see, that's why don't you ever fall to, into fear. I tell you, there's so much in this world that is geared to cause a lot of fear. But the truth is you don't need to fear anything. There's nothing to fear when the Lord is with you. If God is with you, you cannot fall into fear. If you are aware that God is with you, but if you don't, you're not aware that God is with you, then you can, well, buy all the fears, including stress. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am not boasting about myself. I boast in the Lord. 
Daniel was not afraid of the lion's friend. He was not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not afraid of the, the furnace. These guys, such a faith, I tell you. These people are fearless. Why fearless? Because they are what? They are people who have big, great faith. They, 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 they believe in the faithfulness of God. The fear that took Peter's faith away is equivalent to doubt. Okay, we just read that. And when trouble overcomes people, our inner being switches either to faith or fear caused by the trouble. And, and some are compelled to seek God all the more because of the trouble, but some, okay, doubted God, walk away from God. So make up your mind, guys. Make up your mind. Because what you see with your natural eyes might cause you to become fearful and fear might drown you. In fact, fear can cripple your faith. Just like uh, that of uh, John the Baptist. Remember, he doubted. And Jesus said there was no greater prophet like that of John until today. He has become the least of the least. Let's read Proverbs 29. This is the last one. Proverbs 29, 25, it says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Uh, King James, I like King James too. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So you are in a safe position if you trust in the Lord. Okay, so trusting in the Lord is the opposite of fear of man. It's between trusting God or fearing man. Either you will embrace your fear or face it with faith. I want to tell people to wake up, read your Bible, and pray every day. So that you will be guided. <laughs> so that your hearing, your spiritual ears are, will, will always be kin to what God is doing, to what God will be doing, and to what you should be doing. Don't fall to fear that are caused by men. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook go to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church service. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. We hope to see you there. God bless.